Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on the Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes, and I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and today I have our first return guest. I'm super excited. Kanita Scripsma is on. She is the founder, all the fancy titles of SEMA Global Consulting. And she has some big news that's happening in her life. So I just wanted to um, have her on and share what's going on and how God's working in her life right now. And um, hi, Kanita. Hey, hi, Amy. Thank you so much for this opportunity to come back. Yes. No, I'm, I'm excited. I'm honored. And you know, it's, it's a little different this time because last time you were in house. Yeah. And now we're <laughs> quarantined. So we are, we're, we're making it happen anyway. Right. Yep. Sounds good. And can I just first say, I'm so proud of you, this work that you're doing and really excited to see how you've been growing and growing your business as well. And it's just fun to hear your podcasts and just see how um, you're totally living into your strengths. So very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It is fun. It is a whole new world, but I've enjoyed every minute of it, even through the tech issues. Uh huh. <laughs> so, all right. So let's jump right in. Uh, I, I don't remember when it was, but I saw a special announcement that you had posted. And so will you share that with us? Yes, um, we're really excited. We, um, SEMA Global Consulting has been invited to work alongside with um, or partner with an organization in Nagpur, India, and their name is Dominion Phillips Consultancy. And so it's a friend of mine that runs the company. Her name is Rowena and her husband, AJ, and they have invited SEMA Global to come and partner with them to do the work that we do, but in combination and collaboration with what they do. So we're super pumped about that. So that is awesome. What an opportunity. All right. So does that mean that you're going to be working like internet remotely with them or are you actually going to be going there? That's a great question. You know, in this day and age with technology, the way it is, we could totally work remotely and I could do my work from here in the States and they could do their work from there in India. But um, my journey has always been about following what God wants me to do because his plans are always better than my plans. And so as we started to pray about it, it was a no brainer that um, we would accept that partnership and move to India. So knowing, given the fact that we're uh, empty nesters as well, my husband and I started to pray about it and we just felt like that was the right thing to do. Mm, so um, time frame wise, obviously things have changed a little bit with um, the current events with the epidemic, but um, what was your original time frame for, you know, I know you're selling your house and you're doing that stuff. What does the time frame look like for you actually going to be moving there? And how long do you think of a commitment of living there is this looking like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we actually had originally talked about, um, you know, selling our house and it'll be up for sale probably in May. And then we have a few other family responsibilities to take care of. Um, and then we're aiming for September. Um, 
really cool news. We were able to take a trip just now in March, at the beginning of March, um, right before all of this went loose with the whole pandemic. And so we were able to spend some quality time in Nagpur, meeting with our company partners, meeting with friends and the community that will be part of there. Um, and so that was really encouraging and um, very confirming for us. Um, so we're still aiming for September, um, but you know, as, as all of life goes, we can make our plans, but God really orchestrates our steps. And so we're just mm -hmm. kind of trusting, we're holding loosely, and um, we're hoping that it lines up with what we want. But um, at the end of the day, we always want more of what he wants for us than what we think we should have. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a, a true testament to, you know, making your plans. Like, you know, there was a, a comic that was on our fridge growing up and it was, it said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> Maybe laugh. <laughs> there you go. And it's like, you know, you can, you can have the best laid plans, the best foundation, the best, you know, Absolutely. ideas and intentions. Um, but you're right. It ultimately is up up to his plan, you know? Yeah. Actually interesting. In mm -hmm. And you know, this time last year, we were actually considering a move um, somewhere else in the States and we thought that was the right direction and we prayed about it and we held our hands open to see what God would do with that. And it was absolutely silent. There was, there was no feedback from that experience. There was no, um, no open doors, no peace. And so we just thought, okay, we'll just keep praying and hold it loosely. And when this Indian opportunity came up, um, it was quite surprising. And yet there's so much peace in the process. There's been so much confirmation in the process. And um, we just know that, you know, it started for me in September when I went to see Brian Stevenson speak at the Seasons of Hope event. Um, he's the man that uh, wrote the story about Just Mercy. Okay. And so he had talked about in his talk that when you want to serve people, um, that you're called to serve, it's important to live in proximity. Mm. And so as much as we thought it was in the town or the state that we were thinking about before, God was showing us that the proximity is the people that we're supposed to serve with is um, in India. That's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I think it's really important. Um, I forget who it was at the moment, um, but Shannon and I were listening to a guy talking yesterday and he said, you know, one person's obedience to the Lord is so dependent and it changes so many lives from that yeah. one step of obedience. That's so really just cool. thinking about how you and Ken are being obedient, you know, unknown of circumstances right now, but being obedient in that process and saying, okay, we're still going to stick to this because we know this is what you want. Um, however, like whatever that ends up looking like could be different, but that's right. what the goal is. Yeah. Just knowing that your obedience and going there is going to change and help so many lives. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you. I'm so Aww, excited you. for you. <laughs> um, you know, I remember, what was that? A couple of years ago when we were just yeah. talking about the birth of SEMA. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so fun to watch your process and your growth and just, oh, it's, thanks. it's so fun to be a part of it. Thank so, you. I like that you mentioned disobedience because, and obedience, because um, there was a space where um, over the course of two days, I think I had heard it three or four times, this phrase that delayed obedience is still disobedience, mm -hmm. right? Delayed obedience is still disobedience. And I thought, oh boy, we were in the thick of wondering and thinking about the call and praying about it. And um, we just felt like, you know what, if we delay this, then that's still disobedience. And so maybe we say yes and yes to God and see what he 
does with all of this. And so then came in the partnership. Um, and actually another really cool thing was, um, my husband was listening to Francis Chan and his last sermon, um, his last, um, chapel at Azusa Pacific. And what he talked about there was his call and their family's call to move to Myanmar. And in the same context, it really empowered and encouraged us to follow, um, follow in those footsteps, but really doing what God has called us to do. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. I, I, so for me, obviously, you know, and I think I've talked about this on multiple episodes, but um, having gone to Haiti three different yeah. times and just like my heart, half of it is still there. Right. You know? um, and hopefully we get the opportunity to go back. But um, I just, to know, like, at some point I thought maybe I should be living there. And it was just kind of like, uh, it wasn't quite, you know, it wasn't a hundred percent certain for me. Um, but it was a thought. Mm-hmm. And so to know that you guys had that thought and you're acting on it, I'm mm-hmm. like, man, man, it's, it's so risky and scary and yet so calming and peaceful because you know, you're in the right plan. Yeah. And I think, you know, after we said yes, then came all the peace and, um, just the affirmation and the confirmation prior to that, there was a lot of fear and anxiety and just kind of like, should we do it? Should we try? What should we do? Like, what is this? Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, um, when we choose to commit to what God is asking us to do, then he kind of opens those doors if it's according to his will and his plan. Um, but I also think a lot of people seem to think that, um, oh, so-and-so is better because they're moving there or they're doing this kind of mission work, those kinds of things. Um, But I think at the end of the day, each of us is called and challenged in our own journeys to obey where we are. So if we're not doing it in our own communities, our families, um, then it doesn't really matter if we're getting on a plane and going somewhere else, right? So I love how your story has been unfolding in the sense that you've been empowering and encouraging people through your podcast, but even just through friendship and how you are loving the way you want to love in Haiti, but you're able to do that here. And I think that that's really, um, really awesome for you to do that. I think it, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think it's, it speaks so much to right now because I think so many women have all of a sudden taken on the role of I'm a homeschool parent. I'm this, you know, cause we're all quarantined. And it's just a reminder that like right now, this is your purpose. Your purpose is to take care of your babies and spend yeah. that time. You know, I mean, yeah. as a society, I feel like we have just always, we have gotten so busy and so, you know, stretched thin and we don't have time for this or that. And, and God's gifting us, that time, that yeah. quality, that importance. And, and so I think it's just essential that like, if you feel like God's calling you to do something, like it might not be as massive of a change as what you guys are going through with moving to another country. Right. right. Um, but it can be, it can be a small thing, you know, God can be calling you to live out your purpose in this moment of, you know, parenting or quarantine, (laughs) whatever that looks like, you know, um, you know, it's encouraging to me that when, when I see other people, like when I see you guys stepping out in faith going, okay, God's moving, God's still working because right now, like that, 
that unknown and that fear and that anxiety is just, it's overwhelming for so many people. I can't even tell you how many people message me, text me, call me, and they're just like, ah, and I'm like, don't add me because I'm, I'm trying to hold it together if you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just knowing God's still moving, God's still yeah. working. And to see you guys in the midst of this still, you know, going. Yeah. I, I love it. I love yeah. it. And I think it's encouraging to who's ever listening to know like, God's got his hand in this. He's planning something for you and you have to be ready. And, and what you said is you have, you have that turmoil first. Yeah. And then you said, yes, once you said yes, then came the peace. Yeah. So important. I had the same thing with the podcast. I was like, just, you know, gut wrenching about it. Like who should want to listen to me? Who am I? You know, the imposter syndrome, all that stuff happens. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Yep. And once I was like, I'm going to do it, then everything like opened, you yeah. know, I'm like, okay, now I know what I want to name it. Now I know what my target is. Now I know, you know, it's all those things, but nothing is going to happen until you say yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's part of it, right? Saying it's, it's been our best yes so far. Um, and I think also part of what this comes from is, you know, when we're talking about the pandemic, for example, None of us were prepared for it. None of us were expecting it. Like six months ago, they didn't say, hey, by the way, uh, you know, we're going to let you know that there's a pandemic coming. So be sure and prepare. And so, <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Toilet paper now. Yeah, right. Um, so I think part of the challenge for all of us is that how are we preparing before the crisis comes? In the same context, it's how are we preparing before the call comes? Right. So if there is a a, a hefty call, if you will, or a, a bigger call. And I'm not saying it's necessarily better than anybody else's call. It's just, how have we been preparing? And I think for us, we have been working hard on surrender and staying in the word and maintaining intimacy with God so we could hear his voice and understand, like recognize his voice when the call came. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, so I feel my heart goes out to all the women that are men, men, everybody who's struggling with um, this pandemic and, I just want to encourage them to really, you know, keep surrendering, keep trusting, um, confess when you haven't, you know, given God what you need to give him and just really um, make this a time of holding his hand even tighter than you've ever done before. Mm -hmm. Right. And so hopefully when this is all over, because it will be over, are you going to go back to old patterns or are you going to keep growing forward, right? To use the tagline of my company, mm, growing sad. forward together. I've heard that one before, right? Growing forward together. I right. love it. And I think, yeah. you know, we're in this crisis and so many people don't know how to grow forward together, let alone grow forward in their own space. And so I just really want to encourage and empower people to think about um, what is God asking of you? And if you're not a believer, um, you know, think about, ways in which you can counter your own anxiety because you can actually get control over that and to stay calm and to stay focused, maybe get more resources, maybe pay attention to um, yourself, like make sure you're doing self-care. That's absolutely crucial. You know, I do a lot of international travel and one of the first things they tell you on the plane is put your mask on before you put someone else's mask on. And so this is what we need in this crisis time is for individuals to really take a hold of what they're self-care looks like and what did they need to do to calm themselves in order to spread calm <laughs> i guess if you will yeah. <laughs> right and, and and realistically like it is so much easier to spread fear and spread panic yeah. and i mean yeah. in the media the news they're just eating this up because the clickbait is so easy it right is now so annoying yes oh Agreed. 
and some of it's I'm like, oh yeah, I want to share that because look at that. Right. You know? <gasps> uh, I finally found an article that was like ten good things, and I was like, oh, thank you. I need something. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. I think it's important that we think about the the small things, you know, and yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to the outcome of this as far as community is mm-hmm. concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we are going to be stronger. We are going to overcome this. It, it is going to be okay as long as we come together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the devil just wants to divide us. And it's it's easy to do if yeah. you think about politics and you think about all the other things, you know, right. diversity, cultural, you know, it's easy to divide. And um, so I think if we just focus on coming together as a community and not hoard so much toilet paper, then it's it's going to be okay. And that's ultimately what Jesus is calling us to do, right? He's, yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say. With your growing, your slogan is, you know, growing forward together. And mine is, you are not alone. Yeah, exactly. So, so marry those two. Like, right. You're not the only one going through this. Um I watched a video and showed the kids of some guy playing the piano on a balcony in Italy mm-hmm. and they're all stuck. And, yeah. and the kids were like, huh? I'm like, everyone's stuck right now. Everyone mm-hmm. is inside. It's not just us. Yeah. You know, it's not just West Michigan. It's not just Michigan. It's not just the U S it's global. It's right. everyone, you know? Right. Um, so just knowing that you are not alone, like yeah. it's okay to be scared and anxious and fearful and, and, you know, all of the, all of it. Right. Yeah. But just coming back and knowing like God's still working. He right? is. You he know? is and focusing on those fine, ten good things, you know, focus yeah. on that. Um, you guys are given, say you guys, you and Ken yeah. are being given like all this time together to, to get your house ready and not be busy <laughs> doing all the other things. Like this is a blessing. <laughs> now you can you know, maybe move faster in the projects you're doing on your home, you know, like look it up, just trying to find ways to go. You know what? We have been so busy. I have not had a family dinner with, you know, sitting down with my kids. Mm. Now you can do it. Sure. I haven't ever made homemade bread. So I'm going to try that this week. You know, yeah. like that kind of stuff, just kind of getting back to like breathing with intention and going, okay, here's where we're at. And this is where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I'm reminded like, this whole process with the uh, pandemic has reminded me of the experience I had about five years ago when I was in the earthquake in Nepal. And that was I when, remember that. yeah, I forgot about 8,000 people and more lost their lives. And, you know, obviously God decided that I was not going to be one of those people. And so my journey in the last five years has been really about, um, realizing more and more in deeper areas where my idols are Um, because during that earthquake there was a large idol that was crumbled and what I took away from that was either God will take away my idols or I need to surrender them and so now when I think of the pandemic I'm thinking about these things like being busy and you know not making time for the things that are really important or simplifying our lives and you know when we think of it from a global perspective it's you know, the, the um, healthcare workers and teachers and bus drivers and cab drivers, like all those folks, um, you know, people who stock shelves, cashiers. We're not talking about CEOs and all these important other people that are at the top level jobs. We're talking about the simple of the simplest. And so thinking about how can we be kind? How can we be encouraging to mm-hmm. everybody and anybody around us? Mm-hmm. You know, encouraging that sense of inclusion 
and yeah. more of the belonging instead of being so focused on, I'll just say whatever the idols are in our lives that are distracting mm-hmm. us from mm-hmm. these kinds of simple relationships. Yeah. And I think when I think about what you said earlier about preparation, yeah, and we weren't prepared as no. a nation or yeah. as uh, I'll just speak for myself, our family, we were not prepared. Right. Right. We didn't have stockpile of toilet paper. We didn't have food. I had just gone to the store on Monday and I go, you know, weekly. So I didn't, I don't have a bunker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I, I don't think I really want one, but sure, it's sure. really coming yeah. handy right now. Right. But just knowing like, that's why so many people are in panic yeah, yet because they're not prepared. But then I think about that and I go, well, are we prepared for heaven? Have we done the right things to prepare for heaven? Like that's the ultimate thing you need to be prepared for. Yeah. Toilet paper. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, that kind of helps us reflect on the fact that, and I get it with kids in the home, we need to provide good food for the kids. We need to make sure everyone's taken care of, you know, all of that. Um, But we do have such a focus on material needs. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we forget scriptures that say, don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. But like when this was stuff started here and everyone was, you know, kind of in an uproar around the toilet paper, I was in India at the time and um, doing my devotions. And that verse came up that day, like, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to go home. And now granted, I'll, I'll little confession here. I did buy a package of toilet paper from India and some hand sanitizer to bring home. <laughs> like, I'm not going to worry, but I am going to be prepared. Uh, right, right. I think it's about being, you know, praying and preparedness. Yes. <laughs> Precautions. Yes. All right. So I just quick looked up um, the verse you're talking about so that we can reference it for other people. Um, it's Matthew 6, verse 25. It, it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Right. And so when you, yeah, when you put that into perspective of what's going on now, it's pretty challenging. Um, so if you don't like challenges, sorry. <laughs> but if you like challenges, which whatever, <laughs> life is full of them, right? Yeah. Oh. I love, I love that verse in a, in a time like this. And I, I made a post on my Instagram the other day that was kind of similar it's, a, it's, it's right in Matthew 2, Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has go. enough trouble of its own. Yep. It's right along with that verse. And and I was like, man, you know, this is a this is a verse that I've learned, like, when I was a baby, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're little, you're like, oh, yeah, I won't worry. But you don't know what worry really, really is Yeah. Um, until you grow up a little bit and actually have stuff to worry about that's more than, you know, small things. Yeah. Um, but I think now it's like a whole nother level yeah. of worry for so many people. And my heart just breaks. And I just, I think for me, because I've been to Haiti and, and going to third world countries is a whole different experience. Um, and knowing like the availability of groceries and items, you know, personal care, doctors, offices, hospitals, mm-hmm. all those things. Um, and what's not available. Mm-hmm you know, and then coming here and people are going nuts about toilet paper yeah. or, you know, whatever it is, all the ramen noodles are gone. You know, like it just, I go, I can't sit here and look at what I don't have. Like, okay, right. so we have two dozen eggs that should last. I shouldn't worry about having four dozen, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is. I'm just right, right. something. Yeah. Um, but just knowing like 
we still have a roof over our head. We still have healthcare, yeah, even though it's, it's a little crazy right now. <laughs> we yeah, right. still have drinking water that's clean. We have access to all this stuff. We have internet. We yeah, we're distancing and we're not going out, but here we're still doing it, right? Right, right, right. And, and just perspective of going, I'm we're okay. Yeah. We, we're good. I can still do laundry. I can still watch my show. I could, you know, like yeah. that aspect, like that perspective, just going like still find ways to be thankful. So not just attended things, but things that like focus on what you do have instead of focusing on what you don't. Right. And you know, at the end of the day, it's also the whole, um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So whatever we're storing up in our hearts is what's going to come out. So if we're storing up anxiety and fear and, you know, insecurities, and I don't have as much toilet paper as she does and so on and so forth, right? We're picking on toilet paper. That's terrible. Um, but just, you know, if that starts to happen, if we're storing up comparison, if we're storing up jealousy or even any, any kind of thing in our hearts, it's going to come out and yeah. it might come out in words, but it might come out in actions and it might come out in, what, you know, yeah, attitude. So I think that's really important that during this time that we all really be intentional about what's in our hearts. And are those the things that, you know, God wants us to surrender and remove and confess um, and change then how we do life later? Um, you know, I was working on a, di- a document today that I'd like to share with folks eventually, not for this uh, podcast necessarily, but um, it's about how inclusion enhances belonging. And so, you know, helping people remember what this together thing looks like when this is all done, right? And so folks are interested in that document. I'd be willing to share that with them so that they can continue to do this inclusion thing that Mm -hmm. they're being sort of forced to do now, but also from a distance. (laughs) (laughs) It's distance inclusion. (laughs) Yes, it's distance inclusion. How to include someone from Mm -hmm. afar. (laughs) Yeah. So just kind of finding tools to help people, you know, empower and equip them to be continuing this work after the fact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. I'm, and when you're ready, I would love that. Okay. Um, I can email it to you if you want. Yeah, absolutely. And then we can, um, if anybody else is interested, we'll get, we'll get them connected, but, um, actually they can email me at Kenita at SEMA global consulting.com. Awesome. I'll make sure your emails in the description so they can cool. That'd be great. Copy paste whatever they got to do. Um, all right. So is there anything else you wanted to add today? I'm just, I'm so grateful for your time and for just your conversation and your friendship and all the things. Oh, thank you. There is one thing that I would like to share during this process that we've been, um, really working through preparing to move to India. Um, I read a quote by Tony Evans and Tony Evans said this, God responds when you walk by faith, not when you wish by faith. God responds when you walk by faith, not when you wish by faith. Right. Never heard that quote and I love it. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a good challenge for all of us in this hard time of just Mm -hmm. walking by faith, trusting God, trusting in his work and what he's going to do in and through us um, while we surrender and confess our wishes. Mm -hmm. But we choose to walk the walk, not just talk it. Yes. Oh, so, so good. So true. Uh, Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really enjoyed our time together today. And I did too. And I think, um, you know, depending on time and what happens in life and (laughs) 
when we get unquarantined. Right. Uh, I'd love to meet you for coffee before yes. you leave. Yes. But for sure. um, I think it would be fun to have you on again oh. from India. <laughs> and oh, then that we would can be get a blast. An update from you. Yeah, for sure. Like, tell us what you're doing over there. I would also, um, do you have any um, fundraising going on or any ways that people can support you and Ken? in the move or like future um, help or assistance that you need? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you know what? I think that's something that instead of putting it on air, I would be able to talk one-on-one or at least communicate. So definitely maybe when you give the contact information, they can um, ask, like I can share that information on a more personal basis. Absolutely, I get it. Yeah. I know, like, uh, we did a interview with Tiana Hover about her adoption story. I oh, don't know yeah. If you've listened yet, but, um, and she's doing a documentary. So she has, like, a, not a GoFundMe, but similar yeah. uh, with her PayPal. So she's, you know, in the fundraising process to get that out. Um, yeah. So we shared it. So that's why I was asking. But if, if we're not there yet, that's okay. We know that we can support you by following you in social media and all those things. And yes, for sure. So we can. And we can stay connected and we can do another episode. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have, um, yes, you can definitely check us out at our Facebook page, which is SEMA Global Consulting, our business page. Um, And then also if you want to email me questions or um, more information about what we'll be doing at SEMA Global, at Kenita at semaglobalconsulting.com. Perfect. That'd be great. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Yes, washing. (laughs) Thanks, sweetie. Have a great day. Yes, thank you. We'll see ya. Thank you so much for listening to The Amy Williams Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If that is a yes, please let me know. Find The Amy Williams Show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three of them. It's a great place to reach out and be a part of an uplifting community. It's full of support, motivation, and encouragement for whatever you might be going through. You'll meet new friends, get great content throughout the week, and not just on Wednesdays. The biggest compliment that you can give to The Amy Williams Show is by subscribing, either on iTunes if you're an iPhone user, or using the Stitcher app uh, if you're an Android user, like me. And uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Reviews help get guests on the show and sponsors as well. So uh, that's very much appreciated. And also you can share the episodes uh, on your social media because that helps as well. All right. Thanks again. Go out and have a blessed day.